Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 the final tonight! You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number seven. My name is Brad Chandler. I will be the host of this episode. With me today, I have co-host Ryan and Bailey. I also, we are also, uh, we we have Andrew Dwan, uh, a, a guy that I've worked with before on another podcast. Extremely smart. On stats and everything else, I'm extremely excited to have you on. How is everybody doing tonight? Good. Yeah, doing well. Doing great. That sounded like crap, guys. I mean, we just had two, two, we just swept two series, and that's all I got out of you. It, it is an hour later than I'm used to doing this podcast, so I mean, I'm a little tired. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was in Connecticut all weekend, so that, that's yeah. That. I've been in Connecticut for the past 30-something years, dude. That's no excuse. <laughs> I'll ask again. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. Let's go. Woo! This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it. Sucks, <laughs> so uh, before we actually start talking a little bit about baseball, I want to uh, talk about um, it, some exciting news. Um, we have joined Belly Up Sports. Uh, this episode is actually our first episode with the group, and we're extremely excited about the partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I haven't really had a chance to talk to the guys, um, but it seems like we've been like welcomed with open arms. And like I said, I'm extremely excited to be working with these guys, um, and I hope this uh, this adventure works out well for both both parties. So with that being said, let's get into some baseball. So this past week, there everybody knows that uh, that Manfred was talking about how like oh we're gonna we're gonna check baseballs, um, make sure there's the people aren't doctoring the balls and whatnot. This past week, Ken Rosenthal wrote a piece 
about how MLB is investigating some of the balls in which Trevor Bauer uh, used in his last outing. This is to make sure that no foreign substance is being used to create a better spin rate. Now, I'm going to start this one. I, I, I kind of think that this is Manfred picking on Bauer. And the, the reason for it is, it's like, you know, there's other people out there that are using whatever, whatever it is to doctor the ball. And of course, he's going to pick on Bauer because of the fact that Bauer ended up, you know, he calls him out all the time on some of his stupid rules. Um, the fact that, you know, they implemented the guy in second, but didn't implement the uh, designated header. Uh, I think that that's that's made for you know saying, oh, well, this guy wants all this attention. Why don't we go after him? So I don't know what you guys think about this. Uh, I'm going to start with you, uh, Drew. What are your thoughts on this? You know, I'm never going to cry for Trevor Bauer. I am not a Trevor Bauer fan. Can't stand his antics. Um, you know, I do think they are probably picking on him a little bit, but we all know why. And that's because he pretty much a couple years ago came out and said, watch what I can do to make my spin rate goes up. Oh, yeah. and then his spin rate like doubled. So he never went back to not doing that and it's got him paid handsomely. So they could probably, you know, find some things. I think they said they didn't find anything, but I'm sure it was just a quick call to him. Be like, listen, we know what's up. Let's maybe tone it down a little bit because they are going to have to get on people's cases about this if we want more hits in baseball because I don't know how you're supposed to hit a 99-mile-an-hour wiffle ball that's flying through the zone like we've never seen before in the history of the sport. It's just not possible. So, guys, we're going to see 15 strikeouts a game unless – they do something extreme, whether that be uh, what Theo suggested, which was moving the mound back a couple inches, or if they lower the mound. And I think getting rid of foreign sub substances is a little less drastic, and it could lead to more offense. Bailey? Yeah, I, I'm with Drew on the idea of like Trevor Bauer being picked on sure but he's like asked for it pretty much like not only has he talked about like oh yeah look at what i can do with my spin rate but then he gives shit to people like cole and verlander after you know that whole thing came out i'm like god you're doing the same stuff like well like you know it's really the the kettle and the pot really <laughs> so you know, and I used to like, like, I felt like I, I used to like Trevor Bauer. And I think when he became a Dodger, I was just like, ugh, like, I don't know. It's like, oh, look at how good I am. And I'm just going to go to the team that's going to automatically like get me a championship, even though that team doesn't need you to win a championship, Trevor. Absolutely not. Or the trolling that he did to Mets fans, like that was just cold. So I think I sort of like, I liked him in the beginning. I was watching his videos. I think he can be really good for outreach. Like, I think that's great. I was, you know, sort of like when he had the free Joe Kelly cleats, I was like, oh, these are cool. And then Manfred gives him crap for it. And I'm just like, God, let him wear whatever the hell he wants. Like, who cares? He wants to be embossed with Bauer outage under his uniform. I really don't care. Like, you know, so yeah, I just, I don't know. And I think, yeah, I think it's good to crack down on something like this because he's not the only one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with some of that. And I'll talk a little bit more. Uh, Ryan, you're... You're a pitcher, or we're a pitcher, so let's get some of your uh, perspective on this. Well, I mean, it's it, yeah, I, uh, I I don't like it. Um, there's ways around things, though. You know, like as a coach, and even as a pitcher myself, it's the rule of if you go to your mouth, you have to wipe off. 
Well, you know, like a loophole of that is, you know, in the middle of the game and you start sweating, just like wipe your forehead. You're not going to your mouth and you don't have to wipe it off. So, but yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I agree with, uh, with Bailey and, and Drew and I'm not going to say anything that they didn't. The only thing I will say is, um, what Drew was talking about was I, I'm not for moving that mound back at mm-hmm. all. You know, maybe lower the mound I'd be okay with, but as far as it stays 60 feet, six inches, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, my opinion on the Trevor Bauer situation, I was a huge, huge fan when he was with the Reds um, in the whole Bauer momentum and whatnot. But when he started with all that social media stuff and he started trolling like females and, and that that just started like irritating me. It's like, oh, which t-? and then when he went to the whole like, oh, which team am I going to go to? It's like, man, you're not LeBron. Yes. So, like, just pick a damn team. Just go to the team. Shut up and pitch. Yeah. Like, you're not even that good. You're mediocre. You know, you have you've pitched under four like three times in your life out of nine years, and one of them was a Mickey Mouse season. So, shut up. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing with Bauer. His 2018 was elite. His small sample size pitching against you know mediocre teams really was elite outside of that it's been average to a good bit below average and he trans he and luba were brilliant in being able to translate a small sample size into that crazy contract that the dodgers were willing to 85 million dollars for when you're the third best pitcher easily on that team yeah maybe if like if they let i don't even know if they let david price actually pitch in the rotation and if he had a good season bowers maybe the fourth best price is actually in the pen i know we're yeah we're paying him 16 million dollars for him to be in the pen i don't think he's a dodger for long i i wouldn't i'd be shocked if they don't trade him yeah so <laughs> that uh, did uh, so before we actually go further uh go on to, uh, to the next subject you hear about him auctioning off his 2020 world series how ring? did he get a ring i did more to contribute to that championship i feel like <laughs> by like you know being in la <laughs> like uh, i i honestly have no idea i i was shocked and but you know finding out that he's gonna auction that off to help uh the players association like that's um, awesome. But. That's cool. That's cool because I mean, if you remember when he opted, uh, when the uh, minor league system, uh, minor league had to uh, mm-hmm. cancel their season or whatever, and they weren't yeah. paid crap, he was paying each person in the Dodgers minor league a thousand dollars each. Yeah, I've heard nothing about him being like a great teammate, but he was like just not good with the media. I don't really think he liked the fans in Boston, but him being like a good person, like probably very true. And him being a good teammate, very true, but just, I, and he always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, especially Eck. So on Thursday, the next two things are on uh, the Mets Uh, on Thursday, um, the Mets and the Marlins game ended in a wild. Oh, but. Jeff McNeil tied the game with a solo shot later in the inning with bases loaded one out in a one, two count. Um, Michael Conforto leaned into an inside pitch, <laughs> which should have been called, uh, sh- should have been called uh, ball two, but Conforto were, was awarded the hits batsman. Um, me personally, I think that was Bush league. I thought that was, 
yeah, there, there's really nothing more I can say about that. What What are your thoughts on it, uh, Ryan? I, I'm going to say I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say it should have been called a strike. I think that was over the strike zone. And whether it hits a guy or not, it's it's where the pitch is. And I thought there should have been a strike. I'll go as far as saying this, too. Either make everything reviewable or nothing at all. I, there's some stuff that is, some stuff that isn't. I mean, that's a big part of the game right there. How do you just, like, get together? No, we didn't see anything. We're not going to look at it. Game's over. I mean, come on. Mm. Bailey? Yeah, I mean, I was just – it was so blatant. Like, really, what? Like, I just kept watching it. I even, like – slowed it down to watch it and it's just like a oh like here's my here's my and like so that's when it's like I understand it's not reviewable but it's still so frustrating that you're like you feel so bad for the like the Marlins caught fire last year like none of that is happening this year that's not happening over 162 game like uh season so I'm almost like like let let the Marlins have something and like you just lean in and you know there were Mets fans all over Twitter being like oh that's like that would be the type of thing that would happen against the Mets so like seeing it happen like for the Mets it's like oh and I'm just like I don't don't know it's just it's like so crappy (laughs) like I don't know Right. Drew? Do we know if Conforto is out of the hospital from the extensive surgery he had to undergo after that hit by pitch? It was, it was, it was horrible. Felt bad for him. No, uh, I'm absolutely with you, Ryan. That was a strike. You see the umpire going to punch him out. And then in the middle of his strikeout call, he starts tapping his elbow. It's like, dude, you had the call right the first time. And now you're switching this up and you're going to completely switch the outcome of the game. It was ridiculous. It was dumped by Conforto. It was Bush League. I hated it. Um, the Mets deserve nothing good after that. I I can't believe that they can't look at that and fix their just blatant error with that right. game on the line. And now watch the Marlins like miss the wild card by one game. Yeah, the, the whole thing, um, I didn't like it. Ball strike, whatever it was. Uh, I don't blame Conforto. He's doing everything he has to do to get his team to win. Uh, he did it, and he got away with it. That was on the ump, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, another uh, Mets thing happened, and Jacob Degrom. I feel so bad for this guy. Uh, so he went. He goes oh, eight innings, <laughs> strikes out fourteen guys, gives up one run, which was a bomb, and gets shafted by the Mets offense who didn't show up at all. Um, This is a common situation with DeGrom, and if I were him, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. And this is a reason why wins and losses shouldn't count uh, with pitchers. Uh, I'm going to start off with you, Bailey. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? (sighs) Like, I just have this this thing with DeGrom in the Mets – and like I, I want him to win as a Met because he he's been there. He signed a contract that like, oh my god! I just look at it and I'm like, what if what a steal? Like what a steal! You have like the best pitcher in the game right now, and he's like making like you have Cole, who I think like like there's a part of me that thinks Cole is overrated, and you know you'll have like Yankee fans that'll tell you that he's better than Sale. <laughs> No. <laughs> so like, but right now, like DeGrom is the best. So just having him pitch at such an elite level, like yeah, eight innings pitched, 14 strikeouts, one run, and you don't win. I'm just like, what? Crazy. What has to happen 
for him to win. Like if people are making the joke, I was going to go like eight and 16 and like have like a sub to ERA and like win the Cy Young. Like it's like, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are you an experienced healthcare professional ready for a change? UNM Hospital is hiring. Visit us at unmhjobs.com and explore a multitude of career opportunities at UNM Hospital. At our teaching hospital and level one trauma facility, you will deliver more to our community at UNM Hospital. Visit unmhjobs.com to learn more. University of New Mexico Hospital is an equal opportunity employer. Who knows? Drew. Yeah. He's going to have such bad, like PTSD from this. He's going to have to see every sports psychiatrist in the world. It's embarrassing. Do you know he's third in hits on the Mets right now? That's crazy. He has the third most hits. He's one. Does he really? Yeah. I'm not even joking about that. That's crazy. Pete Alonzo. He's got more than Jeff McNeil. He's got, he's got three hits and that's the third most hits (laughs) on the team. That's crazy. (laughs) How do you do this? I wouldn't even shower after the games I pitched. If I were him, I would just get right into my car after I left. I'd be like, all right, I'll do my zoom from the highway. I don't, I've spent too much time around you guys. I don't want to spend, see you another, another second. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, it was, I, I feel, I mean, especially as a pitcher myself, it, it really is a, a helpless feeling. And I don't care what level you're at. If you're taking the mound, towing the rubber, grabbing the ball, and you feel like you have to be absolutely perfect in order to get a win, that's a lot of pressure to put on anybody, no matter what level it is. And he was perfect, like pretty much nearly perfect <laughs> in that level. Like, how could you be better outside of pitching a perfect game? Right. Really? Yeah, it, it, it's it's happened to him way too often. Every season, I feel like he's getting shafted. I what was it? A couple of years ago, he won the Cy Young, and he had like his win loss was like it didn't reflect it. And everybody mm. was like, "How does he win the Cy Young with that record?" Oh, it's like, come on, that. come on, guys. <laughs> like sometimes the the win loss record. Like I I love Rick Porcello. I loved that Cy Young, but like. That Cy Young should have been Justin Verlanders because I felt like people got blinded by the 20 wins. It's, you know. It is what it is, you know. Uh, But uh, Mookie Betts has sat out for three consecutive games after experiencing some stiffness in his back. Uh, The Dodgers don't believe they will have to move him to the I.L. and believe that he would be, be in the lineup come Tuesday. Uh, me personally, I don't ever wish uh, any type of injury on a player, no matter who they are, unless it's Manny Machado. Um, <laughs> and this doesn't seem something that normally happens to vets. Um, no. And good to see he'll possibly return on Tuesday. Uh, so there's that. Uh, the next, uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was that there was a no hitter uh, in the first week of baseball. And it was done by Joe Musgrove, and who was a part of the San Diego Padres. And the odd thing about this is that I believe it was Andrew. How many years have the Padres been around? Oh, man, six. Yeah, yeah, they were like fifty-six. 
Okay, so we're going to go 50-plus years. Yeah. This is the first time in 50-plus years that a pitcher has pitched a no-no for the San Diego Padres. But what, the most special part of this was the fact that Joe Musgrove grew up in San Diego. He went to school in San Diego. Mm-hmm. He grew up a San Diego Padres fan. And I thought that this was exciting and everything. But for me, watching that, the most exciting part for me was Don Orsella. I was just oh, yeah. Absolutely. It just, it just hearing that excitement, the excitement from him is it, it was just brought me back to to the days of like Lester throwing a no yeah. hitter. This you is know. his first no hitter since like first no hitter call since Lester. Yeah. Like it's crazy. He was so excited. He reused the frenzy because when uh Buckles got his no hitter. He was like, it turns Fenway into a frenzy. And he used the frenzy again uh, with Joe Musgroves. And I was like, come on, Don. I know you can do a little better than that. He, he likes the word frenzy, I guess. <laughs> I'll take it. It's Don Orsello. He <laughs> can course. do no wrong in my eyes. Oh, I miss him. All right. Let's talk about some Red Sox. So mm-hmm. the, uh, the first three days of the season, mm-hmm. we'll just chalk it up as it sucks. <laughs> we got swept by the Baltimore Orioles. Yep. Everybody thought we were going to be in the dumps. I feel like I'm repeating this for the last episode, but I feel like it needs to be repeated. Uh, so we got swept by the Orioles, shitty team. And then we go on and we sweep the Rays, decent team, better than the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And then we come to Baltimore and then we just literally take their broom and just start sweeping away. So I was sweeping away. We start knocking them out. Uh, the first game for me, I uh, was a little worried. I was a little worried about uh, Eduardo and how he was going to react on the first first inning or two. Um, obviously, his velocity was down, mm-hmm. and you know he gave up two runs right away in the first inning. And I thought that just because we were facing Harvey, it would you know for the second time. I thought that we would have better luck against him faster or sooner. And so like we scored two runs in the first inning and then we didn't score again until the sixth inning. I don't remember exactly. I believe they actually took him out in the sixth inning, but um, I believe that they could have knocked him around a lot more. Uh, Drew, what were your thoughts on this game? <sighs> I mean, has it just first? Has anyone been more feared in Baltimore than like JD Martinez since Omar from The Wire? Oh my god! <laughs> like, this has been great. I, this is what we needed. This is absolutely, absolutely what we needed. They it got all the fans off everyone's backs. This is I I can't believe what they just went in and did. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else see this coming? No, no, no. no especially <laughs> after the fact that we got swept in the first first series. I honestly didn't see going, you know, I if you would have came up to me and told me that we, we'd be at the record we are right now, um, which is uh, six and three out of, out of nine games. I'm like, okay, you know, I can, I can believe that. But I'm going to take from Ryan uh, what he said the last time is like, if you would have told me that and what happened, we got swept by the Orioles. I want to believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping, I was hoping for you know two out of three from Tampa maybe and then maybe two out of three again from Baltimore and be four and five I'd have been actually happy with that and <laughs> look at us now six and three yeah now we get to go to Minnesota and face real teams 
But uh, go ahead, Drew. Yeah. So, I mean, the, Thursday was great. Did you want to go into Erod right now? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go game by game. Okay. So, who who's that first game? Sorry, I lost my uh, spot. It was here. Eduardo. Yeah. Eduardo okay. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, for, it was what it was. The first inning, they barreled their first couple of innings, they barreled them up uh, two times. That was actually the only two times they barreled them up all game. Uh, his velocity was sitting at 93, which actually is the same as it was in 2019. The one negative there was his slider velocity. That was actually two mile an hour slower and it was dropping more than it was biting. So again, it's just a number to keep an eye on, but if five starts in, we start s- still see that velocity on the slider down a little bit. Then there's they'll have to look into a couple things. But again, it's Erod. He's coming back from myocarditis. Mm-hmm. You're telling me he's going to come out, throw five innings, and only give up two barrels? Uh, yeah, I'll take that every single time. <laughs> not, not only not only did he come back from myocarditis. I mean, he also came back from dead arm. Yeah. I mean, he missed one start because of dead arm and, you know, it sucks. It sucked that he missed that because he was supposed to be the opening day starter. And out of all the pitchers, I believe that he deserved it more. He definitely deserved it more than Evaldi, uh, though Mm -hmm. Nasty Nate did pitch well. Uh, Bailey? Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was just very encouraging just really seeing him on the mound more than anything. Like, that to me is just because, you know, we were just hearing things all offseason like, oh, he can barely walk. And, oh, he's been cleared to, like, start walking on a treadmill. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, is this guy really in the next couple of months going to be able to, like, get on a major league mound and, like, win baseball games? or even be able to compete. So like, you know, there was always sort of that doubt and like, he was obviously a big aspect of, you know, why we were terrible in 2020 was like, you know, we just didn't have like Avaldi is your, was your best pitcher. And Avaldi had a, a really solid 2020 and his 2021 is looking like, damn, look out. He might be better than any of us are giving him credit for. Again, it's it's two it's two uh, games. I, I, I just want to say one thing on uh, on Evaldi. The only thing negative I'll say about him is when is he going to end up on the IL? Oh God, please knock on all the wood. Like, I, I I really hope that he doesn't end up on the IL because I want him to have a good season. Oh my God. What is a healthy, healthy season? Yeah. Having a healthy mate uh, is going to do the team good. Yeah, it's like what is a what? A, that's the thing. It's like we. I don't think we've ever known what a healthy Evaldi is. Like knock on wood, this could be the season, and we could just be. Buried. You just thinkst it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but at least know. they're they're situated to actually handle him missing a few starts this year with Hauk and Seabold down in the minors. So mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's pray, but. Yeah. You know, if we have to skip them to keep them fresh, we can do that too. Yeah, the yeah, depth exactly. is just pretty incredible that Haim is done from 2020 to 2021. And I was kind of okay. Like, 
you know, people are so down on him, but there was a part of me that was like 2020 was just this like shortened season. If you're going to be bad and you're going to want to test out some guys that you think, you know, could be like a reclamation project. Like, I'm like, I don't really even care. Like we were just so bad in 2020. I wanted us to be worse. I wanted to be top three pick. Like I'm still mad that it's like the fourth and we're going to lose out on, you know, Jack Leiter. So like, you know, I'm just like 2020. If you wanted to like, maybe you caught something with Phillips Valdez. Like he didn't really pitch that great today, but like you found maybe something. So it was like to me, really like finding something with 2020. And then he just went out and he just improved so greatly. The depth is incredible. Like, wasn't Weber open as like our third pitcher? And he's just like, it's incredible the depth that he's created. Yeah, definitely. Weber was our third. <sighs> uh, then we had Kickham and Godley. Uh. So, I mean, I'm never going to be a Kickham fan. Um, I I was a Weber fan uh, after he started pitching out of the pen. Mm. But I mean, uh, go ahead, Ryan. Your opinion? Uh, yeah, what 79 pitches for Erod, 56 strikes. He pounded the strike zone. That that was good to see. One of the stats that I I maybe it's normal for him. I just never paid attention to it. But he threw his changeup more than he did his fastball. Mm. Usually, you don't see that. Mm. So. I think overall a, a, a good outing for him mm. um, and obviously something good to build off. And I mean, I think a lot can be said of this can be said about a lot of the Red Sox right now, just flying high on confidence. And I think it's going to, it's going to continue. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that I thought was pretty cool is the fact that Iran came from Baltimore and he came from the yeah. Orioles. He was traded to the Red Sox and he makes his triumphant return. And one of the coolest things I thought, uh, about this game was Trey Mancini. He was like, you know, what? I I know a lot of people are going to be rooting for me and this, that, and the other thing, but I want people to pay attention to Erod. I want people to give him, you know, his credit too, because you know, last year of his situation. So uh, me personally, I love Trey Mancini, yeah. and that's that's just awesome that he would say something like that. Um, back to Erod though, um, like I said, the first inning, okay. You know, didn't didn't expect him to come out and just be lights out. But he came out, he gave up he gave four hits, uh, three runs, all of them earned. He struck out seven. And mm-hmm. one of the other things, one of the other things, and when it happened, I was just like, ugh. He gave up two home runs. They were the first home runs of the season by a Red Sox pitcher. Yeah. yeah. But I'm okay with it. He went five innings. I mean, the team ended up winning. So as long as they gave him the win, I'm fine with it. I I, I love the fact that he's back. I'm hoping we see something a little bit better from him uh, for the next game. But um, my question for I have a question for everybody. So we had the day game on Thursday. We had an off day Friday. We had the off game Friday, and then we had a night game Saturday. Did you guys think that that was like the longest time between games? Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, I, I get why they did it because just in case there was like a rain out, like you had that day. But still, um, I was like, oh, just no Friday, no baseball on Friday. Yeah, it it was. It was boring. Like I honestly, I I didn't end up watching any baseball on Friday, which was weird. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, wait a minute, there's no Red Sox tonight. What am I going to do with myself? Like I could watch the Yankees lose. 
Yeah, that, that's so that that was fun. You know, the Yankees ended up losing uh, two games to the team that the Red Sox just went ahead and swept. Nice. Yeah, are, like, like, but I'm going to ask a question. Are, do we think that, because I still think the Yankees have to be better than how they've been playing, but I'm still not encouraged by the Yankees pitching outside of, of course, Cole. Like, well, I, I'm not. I, I have and. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner trying to be as unbiased as possible yeah, yeah of course you know i think and, and i've said this many times before i think they need to move Torres from shortstop i th- and i read something earlier today where somebody was talking about they should probably move geo to short move Torres to second mm-hmm. and then move uh dj to third mm. but the other problem is is like you got Sanchez who's throwing the ball away too. And I also, um, I'm not really, you know, I can't really crap on them for their base running blunders uh, <laughs> because we've had some as well, but they got thrown out at home to end the game the other night, yeah. which was absolutely ridiculous. You know, you got thrown out by, I believe it was Santander. Yes. And right uh, from the Orioles. And that ended the game. That's not good, especially from a team that's supposed to be, you know, is in talks to be like in the in the World Series every year. Yeah, or I mean, I just literally look at that rotation and I'm just like, yeah, Cole's good. I don't think Cole's that money good, but and I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know. Are this question marks there? This question marks with us? This question? I think that I think this division's wider than anybody. You know, that a lot of media outlets are giving it credit for. Yeah, they need Severino back. Like, yes, ASAP. they do. They really. Yeah, do. I don't know when his timetable is. I think they said like late June or July. Yeah, it's around the same around time of sale. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. They. I mean, at this point, they need uh, Jameson Tyon to be a bona fide number two. Which, yeah. Was Kluber not uh, showing up, or he I, got I, destroyed? I know, I know he got destroyed. He's like uh, not going deep at all. His stuff looks terrible. I just don't I, think he's going to give you the consistency. He might give right. you the sp- the small runs of it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can count on him every five days to be uh, what he even eighty percent of what he used to be. Used to be, yeah, it's a lot now, to I, ask. I, I know his first his first outing he looked pretty good. I know the last outing he only went two and a third, mm-hmm. which yeah. the only reason why I knew that was because I was laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was it was almost like Garrett Richards going into his first game. It was like, oh, okay, so they've got their Richards. Um, so which that actually ends up bringing me to the next game. Uh, so Saturday, uh, the Red Sox 
again, face of the Orioles. Uh, you had Richards versus Zimmerman. Now, the last time we faced the Orioles, uh, we had Zimmerman, who was pitching as well. And I don't, I don't know what he was doing, but he was just, like, making making us look like we were striking out. Striking out, hitting, like, soft stuff to, like, shortstop, not getting hits. And it was ridiculous. Uh, this game, I guess they got the crap together. They got seven <laughs> Hits off of him. They've got three runs off of him and a home run. And so, I mean, Devers, Devers knocked that ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. So, um, I'm going to start. Uh, Ryan, what were your thoughts on this game? Well, the uh, based on what happened in the first game with Richards and what he said afterwards, because this game have started any worse? Really <laughs> like, oh, my God. No, please. I, I felt bad for him. I mean, he settled in and ends up, you know, pitching well. But that first in the first out, then back to back, I'm thinking, oh no, don't do this. So we we actually just started a uh, a thing for our Twitter followers is a follower of the series, and you you guys know of Doug. I had him come on, and we were talking about uh, the whole situation with Richards, and he was telling me the reason why he doesn't like Richards. It's not the fact that Richards, you know. Richards gave up all the runs. It's not the fact that, you know, he's got, he had that ridiculous mustache or the ridiculous hairdo. <laughs> it was the fact that he couldn't own, own up to what he did. Like what happened? He didn't say like, I sucked. Like yeah. oh, I threw, I threw good. I was throwing strikes, you know, and he wasn't owning up. To, he wasn't doing what Chris Sale would do, you know? So yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry, this is a part of me that's like, yeah, I love the the idea of like I sucked and like let's move on. Yeah, not but everybody's gonna be like that. Exactly, and I but I that. also like that he was like, I'm better than this. Like, oh, this yeah, is one this is one crappy style. Like, let's put it behind me. I I know I'm better than this. I know that this team is better than people think it is. Like, I like. There's a part of me that like likes both of those sides. Can, can, can I just ask one question? Do we think that Richards pitched better? Because he shaved off the mustache? <laughs> Who knows? That was an awful mustache. I'm like, yes, it was. Yeah, apparently his wife was glad to see it go too, and I don't blame her. <laughs> I as soon as he, he came out, I was like, oh my god, he, he cut it off. Yeah. I was like so disappointed. I, <laughs> I wanted to see that thing stay. Mm-hmm. So, I no Richards. Richards pitched okay. You know, mm-hmm. he gave up those two hits in the first inning and, and two runs and. He settled in. So uh, you could, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I was just going to finish up with, you know, um, Richards ended up settling in. Mm-hmm. Um, Hernandez came in through well. Then Ottavino gave up a couple runs. But then I just cringe every time I see Josh Taylor come in. This <sighs> oh, God. Into any game. Oh, why is he on this team? Why? <laughs> why, why, why? And that point, I just I didn't get it. But, I mean, one of the bright spots in Matt, Matt Bond's been lights out. Yeah. You know what? There's going to be a question mark on who this closer is between me and Ottavino. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think the big thing, I think Ottavino hasn't been utilized as to the best of the ability. I think he's pitched better than, you know, what what is it, an 11.57 ERA. Like, he got out of, like, a big jam with one of the sexiest pitches I've ever seen. Like, Brasso's hip, like, just twinged because he didn't know what to do with it. I think I, I made that post. Yeah. Oh, it's it was just a thing of beauty. So, like, he was utilized, utilized really well then. And then I think he just – I think Cora stuck with him a little too much 
during, you know, the, the game the other night. So I, I think that's been probably, if I have any problem with Cora, it's like, even in 2018, it's always been bullpen management with me. That's been my, pretty much my only issue with Cora. And I think we've seen that. Like, why has Taylor been in so many games? <laughs> like, where is Sawamore? Why was Sawamore used yesterday? I mean, today and not yesterday. It's, it's just things like that. So I just feel like, I don't know if Ottavino, I don't think he's pitched as badly as the ERA will tell you. Yeah, I agree with you on the Ottavino thing. His stats definitely don't um, mm. show how good he's been because he came out throwing absolute gas. Where did that come from? Like 97? Yeah. That's ridiculous. True, so yeah. He had two guys on the ropes, uh, both 0-2. They both got hits off him. He just couldn't finish him off there. That sucked. Um, but I, I really don't have too many concerns with him. Uh, Josh Taylor and – Austin Bryce can both like share a cab out of town. That's fine with me. They can like leave the car running for a bizarro. He can be up with Kevin McCarthy too. uh, (laughs) They want to pull that one. Hold on a Um, second, Drew. (laughs) Hold on a second, Drew. Am I hearing a pessimistic uh, Drew here uh, on a certain player? I think this is something. No, those were just no. Those those there were two spots in the bullpen. I'm like, all right. Well, we're gonna see these two guys. Two of the three guys was going to be Valdez, Taylor, and Bryce, who didn't have guaranteed spots. And I think they wanted them to succeed, obviously, Taylor more because he's a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they might – you might see that Cord doesn't have any confidence in them uh, right now, um, especially uh, Taylor at this point. And Bryce looked like he gave up today, but we'll talk about that later. But back to the positive, Drew, that would be Garrett Richards and. I was a huge fan of the signing going into the year. I remember um, this. So, yeah, I, I think he's got filthy stuff. Uh, I yeah. think it was malpractice how the Angels treated him, uh, not oh. getting surgery when he needed the surgery. I mean, he blew out his knee at Fenway or his ankle. I forget which one it was. Uh, he just had a string of bad luck. So I, I do trust the Red Sox staff, their coaches, to get him right. And I think once he harnesses it after a few starts, we might see a hell of a pitcher. And what is he? He's our number three when everything's right. That's all we need. That's all we need is a good number three. And Garrett Richards can be that. We've seen it. Some of his pitches are so filthy that they're, you know, guys should be swinging at some of these things, but they're not. I don't know how. The biggest problem with him is his release point. Mm -hmm. And and once once he finds that release point, he's – He's gonna be dirty. He's mm-hmm. gonna get some swing and misses, and you know I'm watching him. I watched him the other day, and I'm watching him pitch, and I'm like, okay, now I can understand why you know so many people were high on him. Um, and you know he's got filthy stuff. That spin rate. I was looking over uh, baseball savant uh, before his first start, and he's in the hundredth percentile for. Uh, the spend rate for his curveball. It's crazy. Mm, yeah, uh, wasn't it? That was like a big, re- like you had the people making fun of it, like, you know, Felgram as being like, his spin rate is the best. And then you have like the baseball, you know, quote unquote nerds that are like, yeah, that spin rate is what excites me. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Right. But I mean, he, 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 he obviously had a bad uh, first outing. And you know what? Whatever. I I was talking to somebody. I was like, I'm not going to give up on this dude already. You know, I I'm I've heard some good stuff about him. I'm going to give him three games, and if he can't prove me prove me wrong and show me something within three games, then screw this guy. Let's get someone else. 
but him pitching yesterday, I, I have, you know, I'm not at like, all right, you, you know, you go out there, you do your thing. I'm going to go, go eat some breakfast or eat dinner or whatever. You know, I'm going to pay attention and like, okay, if he gets into any trouble, I'm going to pull him out. But, um, you know, I have a little bit more confidence in him mm-hmm. and I'm glad, you know, he got into trouble in the first inning and then he went five innings and they won. <laughs> so yeah. I can't really, can't really complain too much. I mean, he did his job. He did what he was supposed to do. Um, I, you know, if he yeah. could do that, maybe the next time he comes out, he shaves his head. Yeah. <laughs> his ball is a cue ball in the next one, you know, <laughs> maybe he comes out looking like Ryan here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan there, was myself? Still, there were still people that were like on Twitter that were like, Oh yeah, he's still trash. And I'm like, you do realize that he had one bad start. And then his second start was pretty much better than it uh, was like better than Perez's and everybody on Twitter is like Perez day. And I was like, and you, you don't want to say anything bad about Perez, but like he went out there and he pitched as well as Perez did. Like, well, Richards went want? from like a 27 ERA in the yeah, first game. Like he 10, went to a 10.29. Yeah. Like he, he, yeah, especially it's in like, what's, what's going to really interest me. Like when sale does come back and obviously I don't expect, vintage sale coming back off Tommy John, like especially right away. Um, but my question is like, if everybody's pitching well, like what does this become like a six man rotation? Like who's like, I mean, you know, who's the like, odd man out. If yeah, they only like, go and five? if Hulk is like knocking on the door at triple a, like this could be a, a problem that I would love to have. Like, good but problem. it's a great problem, but it, I'm just it is a good problem to see how it all plays out. I'm kind of intrigued about it. Like I want them to be that good. I want to see how it plays out. Yeah. Now the other thing that was kind of worrisome about yesterday's game was the fact that JD Martinez was scratched from the, uh, mm. uh, from the lineup. And a lot yeah. of people were concerned about that with the fact that, um, you know, I wasn't mm. so concerned. I believe it was Chris Cotillo. He made a post and he said that JD Martinez is out um, with cold symptoms mm-hmm. and he has to be tested for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it was just very worrisome with the way that he worded it. And I remember Jared Carabas said something, uh, posted something up there. It was like, I'm going to punch you in the face for not mentioning that the last time, uh, the first time. He didn't <laughs> mention, you know, that it's just going to be a one day thing. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you post up that someone's someone's out of the lineup with a COVID, you know, with the COVID yeah. protocol. And then the other thing that kind of like got me was just like, they bring Chavis up. Um <laughs> I was shocked. I didn't even notice that until he was like on second base, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, why is Ch- <laughs> who's on second? What's on third? Third, you know? Ch- <laughs> yeah, Well, he scored the, the go ahead run, so he did. But I mean, uh, you know, out of you know, he blew the save. I don't really blame him all for that. I think that uh, Cora ended up leaving him on a little too yeah. long there. Um, you know, I'm with everybody with Josh Taylor. Yeah. Uh, this year, he's really not showing anything. Barnes, um, I've been really down on Barnes in the past couple of years, uh, especially <laughs> especially in 2019. I watched him blow a save that would have been Eduardo's twentieth twentieth uh, win. Yeah. Uh, so that really like that was one of those things where I got like I was upset. Um, yeah. But Andres, he comes out, he makes the save, um, and. You know, good for him. The other thing yeah. I wanted to talk about too is 
Um, the Devers getting caught stealing. Yeah, everything <laughs> Devers does is just mental. Like so. It's- so, in all honesty, uh, that wasn't a Devers thing. I was I was listening to what was it, EEI, and mm-hmm. they were they were talking to Castiglione uh, was talking to Cora, and he asked Cora about it. And he was like, "That was a Xander situation. Xander Jan- Xander screwed that up." Oh, really? Uh, so that was Xander's fault. Uh, but luckily enough, Rafi ended up having them pay attention more to him and let Xander score. So, yeah. And the other blunder uh, where he <laughs> where he cut the throw off to second, oh, the pick off to second, where it was supposed to be a throw him out strike or strike him <sighs> out, throw him out, uh, double play. That uh, he came, I believe he came up the next inning and he hit a homer. Yeah, so like when that happened, you know, you could actually see Kike in the outfield being like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I and saw then that. I was like, "Oh my god, it's always mental mistakes." And then you're right; he hit this blast, and I'm like, "Oh well, he can do that." So you like forgive it, but if he could just get his mental mistakes, like I there's be- just so much talent in that body. So, so with that though, everybody in the infield was running off. Yeah, which so everybody in the village just didn't know. That was so dumb. I was so mad. I was like, of all the people to have to have to pitch more, it's going to be Garrett freaking Richards. I believe now he had two more pitches like, or whatever. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, now he's going to let up a hit, and people are going to be like, oh, why didn't they get Kluber? But yeah. thank, thank God he got out of that one. Yeah, I believe he only had to throw two more pitches after that uh, that debacle. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, thank God. He didn't have to throw like 20 more. 20 more? Yeah. yeah right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, Rafi's been on a tear. Uh, JD was on a tear. He had to sit out that second game. Let's talk about the home run derby, uh, which was today, uh, Sunday, April 11th. <laughs> uh, the Red Sox ended up winning to winning against Ooh. the Baltimore Orioles in the uh, the series finale, fourteen to nine. Yeah, oh, it yeah. got a little scary at one point. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, I wasn't able to actually watch the game. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I had to oh, listen yeah. to it because I was at a, a child's my nephew's uh, football game, <laughs> but um, they still won, and Pavetta went six. So I'm happy with that. Uh, Drew, I'm going to start off with you. I know you're a Pavetta guy. so Pavetta looked great. Um, better than the line kind of indicated. He got mm-hmm. touched up in his last uh, his last inning there. He let up a three-run home run, which really didn't mean anything at the time. It wasn't that close. Um, but he was locating uh, most of his pitches. He lost a couple guys to 3-0 counts, did walk a guy on four straight, but other than that, he was trying to pound the zone. And again, for a throw-in for Brandon Workman, uh, this is turning out pretty damn good because <laughs> I think now he's officially given up as many runs as Workman has uh, total. This in like one game that Pavetta is in two seasons with the Red Sox now. So I love Nick Pavetta. Um, they still have like four, four more years of him. So if he continues yeah, to develop – Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. This is uh, if he keeps developing like this, the Red Sox are going to have, like you said, uh, Bailey, a really good problem come July if Absolutely. everyone's still healthy. I really hope, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, uh, one of the things that stuck out to me, I 
saw most of the game. I listened to the first couple things on the radio because I wasn't home yet. But is the 180 that J.D. Martinez has, has taken as far as the pitches he is swinging at, he's seeing the ball. I mean, he's hitting the ball where it's pitched. I know traditionally he doesn't hit a lot of home runs that he pulls the ball. Everything's always up the middle into the opposite field. But it's just like a total 180 of what he was last year. And after some of the things that he said last year about not being able to see the video and all that, he is definitely backing up the way he should have. And let's just hope it keeps up. Bailey? Yeah, it's wild to me what video is for this man. Like, like is it really or is it – that he, he also talks about how the prep wasn't really there. Like he was ready for like normal spring training and then there's the COVID shutdown and he even admitted he got a little lazy. So like, is it just all of that? Or is it like, oh, I can like actually look at in-game video. If so, that's wild to me that you have like without video, you're terrible. And like with video, you're like Babe Ruth. Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy to me. And yeah, today it's just like, he must, the ball just must look like the size of a beach ball to him right now. It's, it's absolutely wild what he's doing. Three home runs. There was a chance for, I was really hoping he was going to go for fourth. You know, he had, he's done that before, you know, I was like, ah, ah like it would have been great. So that was really encouraging. And then Devers just looks so good. He's wearing the high socks. He's looking good. Like I love, I love a high sock look. You know, so I was like, he's he's doing his thing. He's wearing the high socks. He's hitting home runs. Like I love it. They should all just wear them. <laughs> and Pivetta looks really good. Like you said, you guys were Pivetta, huh? Yeah, it's Pivetta, isn't it? I thought it was Pivetta. Does he say Pivetta? Oh God, that's you say tomato. I was yeah, like, yeah. Sorry. I, I thought like, it, I, I thought it was Pavetta and sorry, go ahead. No, it could be Pavetta. That just Pavetta sounds better. Like, uh, I don't okay. know. Well, we'll call him Pavetta. Yeah, well, I mean, I think in, in Italian it probably should be Pavetta. Don't get me started on the Italian players that pronounce their names wrong. It's not Rizzo, but I digress. <laughs> like it's Rizzo, but anyways. Um, so he looked like great today. Like his first batter, like I thought this guy was going to just be completely on and he was on for the most part, but like he would just look so nasty. Like he just struck out Mullins on three pitches and I was like, whoo, this is going to be a long day for them. And it was. And the, the big problem was he was just left in a little too, he was nearing a hundred pitches. He just, you know, then he boom, he gave up the, you know, four. So it's like ended up being like four earned runs for the game, which yeah, really wasn't indicative of how well he actually pitched throughout the whole game. Yeah, I was really hoping they were going to bring in uh, Valdez in that yes. sixth. Well, turns out it's a good thing they didn't, um, <laughs> as we Ooh. saw later on. But yeah, he definitely went one too many. Actually, threw the most pitches of any Red Sox started the season. First one to go over a hundred, he was at a hundred too. Um, but yeah, he 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 looked great, and he keeps building on these starts. Yeah, it looked really solid. If that's yeah. your, like, fourth, it's damn good four. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, if you go from last year, we had uh, we had Ivaldi, and then we had Martin Perez. And then Martin Perez was our number two last year. He's our number five this year. I know. That's the depth. The depth is crazy. Yeah, it literally went from Ivaldi, uh, who's very good, to, you know, Perez, who – is is a good again four or five to then just like this, you know, competent major league pitchers to just this like falling off a cliff to like who are these men? Why are they wearing red socks on their chest? I'm a Perez fan. 
I, I'm, I'm always. I like going, him. I, I mean, yeah. I think he's he's again. He's like a competent major league pitcher. He could get major leaguers out. So it was like him and Evaldi, and then what are these guys? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you had Kickham, you had Godley. Yeah, you know, Weber was all right. Um, he wasn't a starter, in my opinion, and it proved it mm-hmm. proved to be right when they put him in the bullpen. <laughs> but I mean, like we had him waiting down in the alternate site as well. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be a starter or anything. Got but, it. I mean, like we can we can have him go for like a long, long couple of innings, you know? Yeah, and I'm really excited just for the minor league season. I believe it's supposed to begin in May, just so you can see people like Jay Groom, like his development, like halted because you know 2020 was just lost, and he's still 22. And you know, in that draft, he was supposed to be the best arm in the draft, and like I just want to see him be successful as well. Like this is to get excited about the Red Sox haven't developed good starting pitching. You know, I think honestly, since what like Buckles and Lester. I think Lester was the last one. Yeah, and that's crazy to me. And then you get like people like Cleveland that just like keeps churning them out. You know, and, and, and I think the I think Henry Owens was supposed to be the next big one. Oh. That was that was crazy because he was supposed to be something, and it was nothing. It was I mean, terrible. All of them ended up being our best ones turned out being relievers in the end. You see Barnes and Workman. I mean, yeah, those guys were definitely drafted as starters in the first round for a reason, but oh, did absolutely. not work out that way. Yeah, I don't think I could see Barnsey or uh, then uh, uh, Workman. It wasn't Workman a starter uh, for us. In he was for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the uh, the the at bat in the World Series mm-hmm. where Farrell let him hit. Yeah, what which, was that? Yeah, like screw off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, Verdugo got his first home run. It was a three run bomb. Yes, looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kike Hernandez is actually, he, he's barely up the ball. Um, really well, pr- really well. He's just not, unfortunately he's not getting any hits. Um, I mean, he's getting a couple of hits, but there was a couple of hits throughout the series where he should have had a, ha- had a couple home runs. Yeah. I think they said it would have been like most ballparks. He would have, you know, would have been out of, it just wasn't Camden Yards. Like, it's like, oh, great. So he would have, you know, anywhere else we were playing, he would have had two home runs in the series. Now, now, do we believe that the dead ball is actually affecting anything right now? You know, I don't know. It doesn't, you know, it's like, who's to say really? Like, it's it's tough. Like, where are we seeing home? If we looked at like where home run numbers were through the first, you know, what, like nine to 10 games, in 2020 as opposed to like where they are now overall, I guess you could probably make an assumption either way. Well, in 2020, you also got to remember the season didn't start until I believe. Oh, that's true. Nice and warm, nice and warm weather. So they're going to be flying. So, I I mean, Ryan, Drew, do you think that them deadening the ball has any effect? I think it's too hard to tell. Yeah. Go ahead. You're sorry. Yeah. I, let the let it be like seventy five on a Thursday night at Fenway, and we'll we're see. gonna see yeah. like sixteen to fourteen ball games again. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Ryan, you were gonna say something. Yeah, I was just gonna say what he said. It was, it's too early to tell. Let's see what it's like in you know midsummer, um, mm-hmm. warmer weather, and make the assessment. Then, it's, like right now, it's like sometimes I'm like, yeah, maybe it is affecting. And also, you see absolute bombs sitting. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's not. Yeah. Yeah, like Vasquez is just hitting moon bombs, and you're like, right. oh. <laughs> yeah, he had he had a uh, 
he said something in an interview mm-hmm. and they were asking him, how do you feel? He's like, I feel good. I'm feeling sexy. Love you know, it. <laughs> I'm digging it, dude. I'm digging it. Uh, so what, what is everybody's expectation going into Minnesota? I think Minnesota is going to be tough. I think this I is going to be the first, re- you know, people are saying, oh, like, we, we just swept the, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays and they were in the World Series. This isn't the same team that, went to the, that almost made it to, you know, Game 7 of a World Series against the Dodgers. Uh, completely different team. Uh, this will be the first challenge. Like, we have to face, you know, I think, I think you can beat Hap. I mean, Hap really doesn't scare me. I know he used to, you know, own the Red Sox. You know, whatever. The heat half doesn't scare me. I think you can beat half. The ones that scare me, Kenta Maeda is great. And so is Barrios. Like, I think those are going to be your biggest challenges. So if you can take two out of four of those random day games in Minnesota, I will I will be very happy. I would love three out of four. I'd love to sweep them. But, like, really, if you could leave Minnesota with two games, I would be very encouraged. It, it's it- – I think that if that that first game is always of a series. I think is always big. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they take that first game, they keep their confidence up, and I think that'll propel through the rest of the series. I, just, I think the first one's big. Yeah, and that's half. So I think yeah. that's a winnable. I think it's very winnable. Yeah, Splitsville, I'll be happy. Uh, Minnesota did blow one today, so um, hopefully they're a little gut punch from that one. I just want to see them get through the first two games or at least the first game without having to tax the bullpen too much mm-hmm. so we can uh, kind of have a full arsenal when we definitely need it. Calame hasn't been looking that great. No, he got touched up. You know, there's hey. a lot of people that say Colomay's like, they'll be like, oh, you look at his ERA and you'll just be like, wow. But then you look at his other stuff and you're like, he's not as good as people think he is. So yeah, I'm kind of yeah. glad maybe we didn't, you know, because everybody's like, we got to get Colomay. We got to do this. And I'm like, y'all. Yeah, like, we, no. yeah. I know a few people who are like that. I'm sure <laughs> Drew can. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, does anybody else have anything else? To talk? Do you guys have anything else that you want us to mention or talk about before we end up going? No, I'm just excited. All right. Well, so before we do end up going, I'm going to announce our follower of the series. Uh, The follower of this series for the Baltimore Orioles and Red Sox was Austin12324. So Austin, I'll send you a message and we'll get a schedule together and I'll have you on a live episode on our YouTube channel. For uh, everybody else, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Drew, it was a pleasure as always. Ryan and Bailey. Ryan and Bailey, I'll see you guys soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 